and now Burger King, you see Burger King's doing a Nelly meal. <laughs> right on time. They're doing <laughs> fucking Burger King. Jesus. Brunch. Hit it, boys. It's a fall edition of the Brunch Podcast. That's right. Spooky season, baby. Oh, my God. Have you been listening? Uh, to Circling Back. Circling Back Spooky Season? I have not listened, but I've seen the clips, and the clips make me want to listen, because what the hell is going on over there? May I ask you a question? Yes. And I'm not trying to count anybody's money. This is just a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Are you a backer? Uh, I don't believe so. Don't dox me like that. Uh, yeah, I'm Come sorry. On. I uh, did not I don't believe so, and it makes me feel bad because I know that the circling back backs. Yes, brunch. And I, I was having a. I should rectify that. I was having I a really text should. message conversation with one uh, Dylan Chevery. You can hear him on the Circling Back podcast from time to time, and he was saying he was like, "Oh man, we are having like this great Vineyard Nights conversation on." The episode the other day, and I was like, I didn't hear that one, and then I realized it was because you was, don't listen. That was behind the paywall. No, oh, I, I do. I'll tell you. What, I know dude, you do listen. I'm a pretty regular. I'm as close to a regular listener of Circling Back as I am to of any anything. other podcast. I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I so I listen to fa- famously. People know this is what I do. I listen to Time Crisis, which is an internet radio show on Apple Music. And I do not listen to other podcasts. I'll check out other podcasts a la carte because uh, so many people have good podcasts. But I just, I'm never like waiting for the next episode of whatever. The only podcast that I'll, that if I'm in the mood to listen to a podcast and I go right to, I'm like, have I heard the most recent circling back? And I laugh so hard at that, at that it's podcast. It's great. I mean, it's, it's very funny because like when we joined, when we joined Washed, you didn't know about circling back. Didn't and, know a thing. And like, I know you famously don't listen to podcasts. Off uh, to a terrible start, right? And so, <laughs> the fact that, that you've come around, yeah, the fact that you've come around and been won over pretty easily by by the the by, boys. By a, yeah, but I, I don't think that I was it. I don't think there was a risk of me like needing to come around on them. But nope. I, it was just right. I was more likely to be like a dash, you know, like. Not O for anything, but just more like not participating. Yes. But, I mean, they, they, they won us over right away with how cool they were via text message. That was off to, that, that got them off to a good start. Good vibes. Then Always. they just like called me one day in the middle of their podcast. It just gave me that live guest spot that I didn't know I was having. It was really disorienting. Probably dissuaded people from checking out our podcast. You might have given a better sales pitch than I did. But those guys, they're good people. Dave is, I mean, they, they are all extremely funny. I think that Dave is like one of the funniest people in the world. Dave is hilarious. Dave is one of the funniest people in the world. And the, uh, Tomato Fights is off to a rousing start. It is. And it's brought back a point that I generally make to people, but I hadn't made in a while because, I don't know, humans don't see each other as much anymore. He's Penny. But Penny Lady. But do people ever ask you, like, "Hey, who's the like who's the 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 biggest asshole in the biz, or who's 
the the nicest or who's the coolest like pe- people just ever ask about like general people you work with um yeah i mean like i don't think i don't think i've ever really been asked like who's the biggest asshole it's like i think it's more like specifically hey what's is this person, person like? nice yeah. yeah what's this person like so when there's a short list of people i'll give a like hey like who's like the nicest person in the business because legitimately there you'd be surprised by how few people there are that i would actually consider assholes but my answer for who's the funniest person is always Katie Nolan. And I think that that was once again confirmed on Tomato Fights. She did that. I, I had a great time doing that. She was fucking hilarious. Her thing about the divorced wives group in, in Jerry Maguire, just an all-time classic movie breakdown moment. Could not, could not be happier. Yeah, with, uh, I was surprised. I listened back and uh, I like during the moment I was like, "Oh man, this feels all over the place." But when I listened back and like the feedback was all great, and I was very very appreciative of that. Uh, if you want to hear the next one, please go to listen uh, Patreon dot com slash slash Listen to Brunch. I felt like it was disorienting in the moment, but when I listened back, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And Katie like made a, a shitload of good points. She was so so good, uh, and I was very very happy. That was the most excited I've been doing a podcast in, in like the way that a podcast had come out in a long time. I mean, it was such a good idea that that's right, million dollar idea. Some would say that's going to be the first question uh, for every guest every we guest. have. First of all, what do you think of the idea to do this podcast? Put a monetary value on this podcast. Yeah, if you were to to throw, I mean, Katie. So f- we we have to ask. I'm gonna loop back with Katie and be like, all right, you don't think it's a million dollar idea? <laughs> you think that throwing around the term million dollar idea is dangerous? But it's is it like? Can I get like a? Three hundred thousand dollar. Here's here's the thing, though. Um, also, by the way, people have been reaching out to me and been like, "Hey, like all jokes aside, that's a fucking great idea. Hell yeah. Like that should like th- that podcast should make a lot of money." Well, here's the thing: we are we are putting a lot of effort into um, curating guests, future yeah. guests for tomatoes, uh, tomato fights, and so if you haven't been asked yet, tough means, look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, every single person that we've asked has said yes and we've like gone for some some pretty big ones and a lot of the times people will be like uh yeah maybe like circle back in like a month or so or whatever and they'll give you like a soft yes we've gotten like hell yeah this is an awesome idea would love to do it um i'm very excited about the the future guests that are coming and i am very excited uh about the future of tomato fights i've got a i've got a white whale guest though someone who usually gets back to me and is you got a healthy um dm relationship healthy rapport healthy rapport uh people might forget that i have this healthy rapport with this also extremely funny person and threw it out there was like hey i'm sure you saw (laughs) doing this podcast million dollar idea what do you think straight up have not heard back yikes whoa well i'm batting a thousand you're batting zero (laughs) hey dude I, I, by by all means, if you are, if you and I'm are, usually not the guest guy. Like I'm not the, uh, yeah. the guest connection sometimes, right. but not frequently. I am extremely grateful to have you as a, a guest connection. Yeah, you've got. Um, I think you're responsible for the next uh, couple or few. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, 
hopefully it, it comes comes through. Uh, but I I've gotten hard yeses, so I'm very excited about Good. the uh, the immediate future of Tomato Fights. Yeah, hope so you are too. Patreon, listen to brunch, and we we put out the last one for free. We put that out there for everyone. We'll figure out how we can make this a thing that um, gets as many eyes and ears on it as possible without like totally putting it behind paywalls and stuff. But we're figuring that out in the meantime. Like this is what I ask. If you like it, just support it. Like, mm, please. And, and not like a don't listen to it unless you pay for it or whatever. But like, if you can and you like it and you dig it, like that's been my relationship with like internet content. Um, really, for for far shorter than uh, I care to admit, just because I didn't really know how a lot of this stuff worked. But like, if you like something and you dig it and you can, by all means, it goes a long way. If uh, you can support it i mean that million dollars doesn't it can't be a million dollar idea without a million dollars that's right and our goal is really ultimately for it to make a million dollars right so we need two hundred thousand people to sign up please yes and for patreon to waive its fees that's true can patreon toss us like a Bandcamp friday type <laughs> situation that would be really great uh friday's episode of tomato fights will be topical we won't say who the guest is yet, but it will be the fugitive versus the social network. The social network. Uh, if you weren't on the internet this week, there was a fugitive. There was a few. Well, there's is tech. Well, I guess not. We call him Brian Laundry, a fugitive. Who? Brian Laundry. Brian Laundry. The 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 boyfriend on the lamb oh, of that missing oh, like yes. that is the, so that's not the topical thing uh the topical thing is the social network no uh Jesus. social network because uh mark zuckerberg and his big old company facebook mm. you may have heard of it completely went down this week yeah and it's funny maybe that sean parker was full of shit <laughs> he said he promised that if he dropped the the it would be cleaner but it was a big old mess the other day. Maybe should have kept the the. Or maybe just should have... I don't know. I, I can't... Facebook is like... It's not even... Like, it doesn't exist to me anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not even like Jeopardy, where I'm like, stop talking about Jeopardy. It's more like, that's still happening. We right. don't need to be doing that. Yeah, it doesn't exist within my periphery. Like, obviously, Instagram is... is more prevalent for i guess for a lot of us mm -hmm. than facebook is these days but like when facebook went down didn't bother me at all would have never noticed but then because of the connection like uh instagram went down whatsapp went down oculus went down do you use whatsapp i don't but yeah. i use oculus recent oculus guy oh that's right the oculus. vr yes so uh yeah I, I there was like some talk that uh Facebook and Instagram might be gone forever because like somebody deleted something that couldn't be restored. I didn't really believe that ever to be the case, but for like a second there, I was like, that would kind of rock. Wouldn't miss that at all. I thought about like, what is on Instagram that I would miss? And honestly, this is like a kind of weird thing that I did. I did it like kind of accidentally. Um, I scrolled through for just like for like five ten minutes it was weird and this is like something that i typically would not like to do but i was just scrolling through like uh 
um, DMs and replies with like my best friends. Yeah. And just like seeing th- like seeing something like, oh, they posted, I responded this to it. Like, and- what would I mi- like? What would I miss if this was gone? Yeah. Is that what you? That was the, not really. The, uh- I, for, I, I don't know how I wound up in this, but it was like it just made it just reminded me like, yo, uh, like a. DJ, you're pretty funny, and B, like your friends are pretty funny because like, and like the, the Instagram experience is goofier and a little more fun. That like I think of Instagram as being like this horrible thing that just wastes my time, where everybody goes on and kind of lies about yeah. what they are, and it's not their fault because that's just what it is and that's what that's what what we've all kind of been like curated to to do mm-hmm. but scrolling through like i was just going through like a, a few different friends and i was like no like i've i've had some fun on here this is this is like yeah i've definitely had place. some fun on there but i i i do wonder like do you th- I, I think that society would be better off if instagram did not exist like in oh, terms no, of like dude. behavior and yes and just like the way we approach things. And I also feel that way in a lot of ways with Twitter, but I feel like at least for us, yeah. Twitter serves a more practical purpose than than Instagram does. We can say that we're doing something on right. Twitter. And especially like you. I said this to you yesterday and then I felt like it might might have like read as slightly insulting. Uh you were like, dude, don't eat Facebook, don't eat Instagram. And I was like, Oh yeah, true. And uh then we were talking about Twitter. And I was like, that's like kind of your your bread and butter. So if you didn't have that, it's like taking away a major strength of yours. But I still think that if the world didn't have Twitter, I think that like you and a lot of people who are like great at Twitter would still probably be like better served health-wise just because like they're yeah. not they're not seeing twitter yeah i mean like, like those of us who stink at twitter we're just fucked all together because <laughs> like we're not getting any getting anything out of it and it's also twitter so it's a nightmare yeah i i just think that like um twitter is i feel like twitter is always going to exist in some some form like it may not be twitter but like what twitter s- serves a purpose for is always going to exist from this point on Instagram, like maybe it's just because I don't see a ton of value personally in Instagram. Like if that went away and never came back, I don't think that it would like, I don't think that it would be like some big loss. Yeah. I don't think so either. Although I won't lie. Like socially Instagram is like, I feel like I've like strengthened. This sounds weird. Like, but I've like strengthened friendships via instagram which is weird and i know that like a lot of like relationships start via instagram i would guess i don't know i could be way off on this i'd guess that more relationships start via instagram than any other social media thing unless you consider like dating dating apps yeah right you're probably right yeah i mean because it's like picture based and and like like the classic like the new boy meets girl is and again, like, tell me, like, old man, you're way off. But, like, the new Boy Meets Girl is, like... Reply to an Instagram somebody story. Somebody posts an Instagram <laughs> story, somebody replies, and then you're having a conversation. Yeah. It's, like, the new... Did we t- should, did we talk about the... Uh, did you see that fight over there? Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I don't know. 
the 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 tip for like hey like i'm nervous how do i talk to a girl and it was like you point out oh, just like point oh, out anything yes, that's going yeah. on and then yeah. like next thing you know you're having a conversation you're right for example did you see that fight over there Yeah, like how often are you talking. just in, a, in the proximity of a fist fight and then you're like ooh, dating opportunity well i don't know they could be could be in the the squid yeah but i also world. <laughs> true i also wonder like if instagram went away say like say the rumors were true the facebook code was completely deleted instagram's gone or uh yeah instagram's gone facebook is gone don't you think that like a lot of people would just migrate to twitter and they would post their photos on twitter yeah and like that w- in that way like twitter would essentially assume instagram oh yeah and it's, I don't think that, that Instagram has the ability of assuming Twitter. True, but I've slowly, I've kind of moved some of my um, Twitter behavior to Instagram. That's what they say. It's more acceptable They, they say there. if it's not working on one, <laughs> on one social media platform, definitely keep doing it. <laughs> Do, the, the, it's not you it's yes, them <laughs> totally it's it is not that you should stop doing that because nobody cares about it but like if i have like a goofy little like music joke or something if i post it on twitter not much yeah i'll get my guy papa teach give me that support like that retweet that hey i get it love you bud um if i post it on instagram it's like getting replies yeah so i don't know like some twitter stuff works on instagram but i agree like it's way easier for twitter to just absorb instagram than vice versa but man like there's been times in my life where like i think that was the word that i was looking for when i said absorb oh okay whatever um yeah instagram is like very very unhealthy like i don't think i've taken um well there's like there was like a study that came out um or like an investigation or something that came out from like the federal government into Instagram and Instagram admitted that they were like, Oh yeah. Like our app is actively crushing the, um, like the self-confidence and the mental health of a lot of young people. Oh, and they just like, they didn't do anything about it. And I mean, like, I guess like at, at, what are they supposed to do other than making like minimal changes, I guess, to, curving behavior and stuff well, i just think that's like where we are at this point where it's not really instagram's fault it's just the entire internet oh yeah and the internet like, culture this is happening and this is moving with or without them right. it's like the end of uh silicon valley when they're like we have an app that's going to ruin the world and we have to delete it we have to delete it and they're like i mean someone else is going to come up with it though in like probably a year so even if you get rid of that stuff. The Wall Street Journal, August 23rd. Rising rates of depression and anxiety in wealthy countries like the U.S. may be a result of our brains getting hooked on dopamine from digital pleasures like texting, tweeting, and online shopping, writes psychiatrist and professor Anna Lemke, which I I saw that and I was like, yo, like, yo, doc, like, (laughs) cool take. (laughs) You think that, like, we don't fucking know this? Yeah, I mean, like, I, this is obviously old news. I just wanted to uh, yeah. to bring up that Instagram knows that it's true. Yeah. Instagram itself has publicly admitted, hey, we are kind of unhealthy and toxic. Yeah, I've never, I don't think, I can go a couple days without going on Twitter and it doesn't feel, like, crazy. It definitely feels different, but... 
I sometimes will like have to take Instagram off my phone as like an active, hey, your brain needs to be needs to get a little better and yeah. this is an easy culprit for why it's yeah. probably not doing so good. Like and- I, I think that Instagram is a lot more evil than Twitter. I think that people go on Twitter to be evil, but I think the Yes. The experience of Instagram is way more evil. I think it's a more subtle evil. Like it's a more pervasive like you're not you're not realizing how much this this sucks. Oh yeah. And how much this kind of is affecting you. And I think that it when you go into one of those outages, it makes you realize it because I can't tell you how many times I opened my Instagram app and just kept seeing like the same top picture when it was down and I've been like why the fuck do I keep I like I know that it's down, but my brain sort of resets itself every 45 seconds or whatever. And like by habit, I open the Instagram app. And then as soon as I see the same thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. But my brain is just like so hooked on the action of checking that. I want to give a shout out to my pal, Emily Kaplan, because new season, new perch, new role. She's going to be doing uh the, the on-ice stuff for ESPN this year. Yeah. And that was the post that every time I opened up oh, Instagram yeah. was there. And so, exactly. I have, like, the... I, I kept seeing this same thing. I probably saw that caption, like... <laughs> Yeah, congrats to all the and people like who got con- stuck at the top of the feed. Congrats on your like but that's hours long exposure. Yeah, yeah but th- for that's sure. a good one because that's like that's something, something that'll like, stick with you. It's not like happy birthday, that's friend. That's like a great news thing. And I can't remember now if I like even commented congrats or anything because I don't think it was working. Wouldn't take. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't go through. Yeah, it wouldn't go through. Do we? We talked about. I can't remember if we do anything on or off the podcast anymore. But we were talking recently about like how you used to just be able to straight up lie about online you used to just be able to say oh like hey uh i messaged you uh about this did you get it and you'd just be able to be like oh uh no (laughs) didn't Didn't go through didn't go through (laughs) yeah yeah now now it like literally tells you it's like hey this was delivered this was read yes man it's weird but i it was a good day to be off of Instagram. I texted you. And I, I was, was going like, to say we just nice. texted more yeah, instead. Yeah. I was like, this is nice, honestly. This is yeah. this is cool. Uh, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about today in terms of pop culture stuff. Uh, there's been there's been dry weeks, mm. and there's been there's been weeks where we're we're kind of we got something to talk about. I feel like lately we've had a lot of things to talk about. Oh yeah. This week we have a huge influx of things to talk about um, because one. I watched Squid Game. I've been very very vocal about Squid Game. Everybody's watching Squid You're Game. You're famous for this. Yes, people, I've discovered Squid Game. People know uh, you for Squid Game. Against all odds, you watch Squid Game. I didn't think that you would ever watch it. Why? Because it does have like certain like Black Mirror sort yeah. of like social science like, fiction end stuff. of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like very. I don't know. I, I, don't, I like emotionally draining, and I don't oh, know yeah. if you're always down for that. Oh yeah, and it's so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm happy that you did watch it. I am surprised. We also watched um, the Guilty, which is the new Jake Gyllenhaal movie Guilty. on Netflix. Guilty, Guilty, uh, <laughs> the Barry, and then you see that skit SNL. No, uh, Kristen Wiig plays Guilty. She's a kid with a with a huge head of hair. And she's like, I think she like kills people in class. Ooh. You know, so it's Gilly. Okay. Gilly. Gilly. And Will Forte is the teacher. 
and like Keenan will be like, "Hey, she just set me on fire," and clearly this was Gilly, and the teacher will get Gilly, Gilly, and the whole time she's like, "What, <laughs> Barry? Check it out, good stuff." I'm famous for pushing Gilly. <laughs> you do push. Uh, you push Netflix or uh, SNL skits probably more than you realize. I, you know what, my uh, my 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 peacock feathers might be a little uh, bigger and brighter than I thought. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we also watched the Many Saints of Newark. Ooh, hell yeah, the Sopranos prequel. Um, varying. I call it the Sopranos Nyquil. <laughs> oh, that was really got good. his ass. That was really <laughs> that was good. Hey, good. tomato fights because I did. This has to be a promo. We had to clip this because it was such a good joke. Tomato fights. Fridays, it's patreon.com. Listen to brunch. Listen to brunch. We'll see you next week. Um, that was, uh, I'm that was one, a really good joke. Two, awesome to hear because I've seen, uh, I guess we'll start with many saints. Mixed bag. Yeah, I've seen really very, uh, very opposite ends of the spectrum, which is not to be unexpected with like a nostalgic revisiting yeah. of something that's been away for a while. People have their expectations. Sopranos, very beloved thing. It's obviously, obviously not going to be a shock if uh, if some people are disappointed because it's it's not the Sopranos. But yeah. it's also not going to be a shock if like big Sopranos fans are just happy to have Sopranos back in their lives in any shape or form. Remember when El Camino came mm-hmm. out, and our frustration with a lot of the reaction was, it's more Breaking Bad. Do you not want more Breaking Bad? Because right. if you don't want more Breaking Bad, you don't have to take it. You can just quit being a hater and sit this out while we enjoy the more Breaking Bad. I learned from this that, like, oh, no, you can not want any more of something if it's going to be a certain level of quality. Yeah, but I think when you when you get into that discussion, too, there's an element of, like, a lot of people, like, say, like, oh, this ruined the show for me or whatever. It's like... No, you can just pretend that this thing doesn't exist. Compartmentalize it. Uh, scrub it from your memory. Push it off. Don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Um. So for the many saints of Newark, I did not like it. I didn't like. it. I did not like it. Um. And like it doesn't make me feel any differently about the Sopranos it makes at me all. Feel horrible about the Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think they all stink. <laughs> now I think they're all bad guys. But yeah. Right. Now I think they're all a bunch of murderers. <laughs> um. No, I think that this was just more of a of a disappointing mess. And I and I went in with some pretty high mess expectations. Is a good word because I couldn't tell throughout like what is this movie about? Like it's pushed as a Tony Soprano origin story. We'll get to the little bait and switch they pulled on that us in a cer- second. It is certainly not a Tony Soprano origin story. Then it's story. about like this gang rivalry which that's always cool. Like I'll do that. That's always right. like a cool plot for a movie. And it's a lot of Dicky Moltisanti, Dicky Moltisanti, and then it's like they also are very cognizant of the fact that for some reason they need to push the Tony wants to fuck his mom angle. Mm-hmm. So they put a lot of that in there too, and ultimately you just don't get you don't, they don't really do any get of the much things of well. No. I think when you're trying to do that many things uh, in a, like a two hour movie, I yeah. think it's not any. It's not much longer than two hours. No. And if you're trying to do that many things, you're spreading yourself very thin. And I don't think that it accomplished many of the things that it... I don't even know if I can say that it it didn't accomplish the things that it wanted to accomplish. Because I don't know what it wanted to accomplish. I mean, it hammered home Tony wanting to to smarsh (laughs) with Liv. But 
that's the only like concrete thing you can take away from it. Other than not true, what? Uh, because I gave five takeaways, and I'm going to go through my five takeaways, ladies and I, gentlemen. I, it's Pete's five takeaways. Pete's corner. Uh, <laughs> Pete's corner. <laughs> That's a horrible name for a segment, but uh, my many saints of Newark takeaways. I tweeted these out. I Here said, are "Pete's five takes from uh, <laughs> I the that. Pete room." I didn't mean to make it like this. So Here's no Pete's tweets on Twitter.com. <laughs> uh, number one: Why the fuck was Ray Liotta in this movie at all? He played. Two different characters, and neither one of them served any real purpose to the story. Ah, uh, there was at least a person that was like, "It's pretty clear that like you're just killing all these people." And he was like, "Oh, thank you. Somebody notices <laughs> that." That's one of them. I also think that uh, Ray Liotta had one of the better scenes. Uh, was involved in one of the better scenes of the movie. The like the it's the wanting. Yeah, but anybody could have had like that been on that side of the coin. Yeah. So I don't think that Ray Liotta's character served characters yeah. served much purpose. People forget he was and good also, in Marriage Story, and also he was really bad at the beginning. All due respect to Ray Liotta, great actor, very accomplished career. The things that I've seen him in in 2021 have been brutal. He's been in other things. Yes, he was in. Uh, he was famously good in Marriage Story. He was good in Marriage Story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you were being facetious there. No. Yeah, he was Famously, he was quite he good. Delivered a great scene. Um he was in No Sudden Move, which came out earlier this year on HBO Max, I believe. In- interesting. Or or from Netflix, one of those. And he was not good in that either. Um it he's acting. So this all fit in one tweet, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh they give they give more characters. Ah, yeah, when you re- reach a certain <laughs> yes. threshold. Um Number two. I'm n- I'm still not really sure what quote unquote the plot was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah it's clearly I clear that you feel the same way. Okay, here's a positive. Number three, young Polly was awesome. Young Polly was great. But on the other side of that coin, I know where this is going. Young Silvio, horrendous. So I didn't know there was a young Silvio in this. Real? Oh well, like did did it take you a while, or did you never get there? The, who's young? Which one's young Silvio? The guy with the hair. Oh, you mean old, exact, <laughs> older than he was in the Sopranos, Silvio. That guy. Yeah. My number one question is why is Silvio older in this than he was in the Sopranos? What the fuck is with that? Especially he was when, an old guy. In the Sopranos, they acknowledge that Tony and Sil grew up together. What are you doing? Right. What are you talking about? How, what are you yeah. doing? He's like my my old Armenian grandfather. Silvio was in this. Right. I guess in the same way that like Tony grew up with uh, with Junior because they were alive at the same time. Yes. They grew up together. Uh, but Silvio was horrible, and I so think it, rough. and it goes I feel bad be- for the guy that played him. Yeah, I mean, like that's a very tough thing to do. And credit in the world to uh, all the credit in the world to Billy Magnuson who played uh, who played young Polly. Yes. It, he was like almost unrecognizable, not only in looks, but also like the portrayal and his portrayal. He's great. Of, What's he in again? He's in a lot of shit and he's great in everything and he has unbelievable range. He was in Game Night. You might be thinking. Of yes. From there. Yes. Hilarious in Game Night. He was also in Ingrid Goes West as like the crazy brother. Yes. He's been. Good job, I think Peter. that he is the the most pound for pound, the most underrated actor in Hollywood. Love it. That's a that's, that's a, my take. That's a take from Pete. Pound for pound, the most underrated actor in Hollywood. That's Pete. 2. Billy 5. Magnuson. No, three point five. Was that your th- third? Yes. 2. 5 yes. Points? Uh, that was my three and a half point. Um, 
Young Silvio, very bad, not only because he looked old, but also because he gave the most cartoonish, yeah. cartoonish impression of Silvio. He had worse posture in this than he did in the Supremes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, really tough. Um, outside of that, I didn't have too many problems with the characters. I thought that, I thought that Junior was a oh. bit, a bit rough at points. Like they made him into an old guy in five minutes. Yeah, disagree. I, I liked I liked Corey Stahl as uh, I love Corey Stahl as an actor, and I think that he did pretty well. But I, I had a problem with them just like turning him into an old guy in five minutes. Yeah, but when he was like, when he was frustrated and like cursing the gods, he he oh, got into he, yeah. Junior very well. He hit a lot of like the ticks and the and some of the yes. mannerisms really really well, yeah. and the speaking cadence. Um, all right, fourth and final point. They tried to give so much fan service with this, with like the nostalgia, the callbacks, mm-hmm. and a lot of them just felt shoehorned in, and it just didn't feel like any of it was. Re- I don't say any of it. I felt like most of it didn't hit. Yeah, I agree with that. Good. There were some good performances, though. Like Vera Farmiga. Yeah, awesome. She was awesome, excellent, and especially when she got into like the real, uh, like live mannerisms. Yeah, like that, the real, like the real breakdown. So like, oh, and, yeah. oh, like live. Such a tough, such a brutal character. And an I think one. like if all right, so we talk about what does this movie do for anybody? What does it do for the Sopranos? Yeah. If anything, I think. It provides character backstory for Liv more than anybody in the movie. Did you notice um, that they made what? What is this actress's name? Vera, Vera Farmiga. What's she in? Uh, she's in a lot of stuff. She's in the de- uh, the Departed. Oh, I think I. She's okay. the um, the therapist in the Departed. Let me see. Oh yeah, so she kind of looks like. So I was going to say they made her look as much like. So uh, somebody tweeted that at me. Yeah, they made her look he, as much like Carm yeah. as possible. So that's what I'm saying with like the they were pushing the Tony wants to fuck his mom thing. Yeah. I like right off the bat when they showed her, I was like, oh, well, this is gonna be a movie. Yeah, uh, it felt. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know off the bat if that's what they were intentionally trying yeah. to accomplish, but I do think that that's what they were going for. Good for them because they nailed it, and she nailed it. Uh, it's one of the few redeeming parts of this movie. I think. Leslie Odom Jr. I awesome. mean, he's he's rarely going to throw you a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, John Bernthal was fine, fine yeah. like just kind of there. I uh, Alessandro Nivola is Dicky Moltisanti. He just kind of kept killing people. So. I thought that he was good, yeah. but I didn't know what the purpose of his character was, really. Because, like, you really don't see him taking Tony under his wing too much and, like, introducing him to the game, which I guess I guess maybe he he doesn't really, but I felt like that was the that was hyped up as the purpose of this movie. Yeah. Um, and I really, really didn't get the point or why they felt the need to do the love story with uh with Dickie and I forget her name, the woman from Italy. I don't know. I mean, I guess like they needed some reason for to show Dickie being kind of crazy and murderous, and they clearly I mean, want him to kill his dad. Yeah, they did that in the first five. Accomplished that in the first like five ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, you you make him do it over a woman, and there you go. Then you're off. Uh the death scene where he kills what is her name it's gonna drive me uh crazy uh 
Jessapina. He the death her death scene makes no sense. No. They're fighting in the water and they just cut to her floating away. Well, he dr- I mean drowns her. He obviously. Does, he what, what do they just skip ahead then? Yeah, I mean like time works really weird in this movie where it's you don't understand whether it's uh a day later or 5 years later. Like what do you do? Like everything was in real time and then that ju- they're just like wrestling and that there's no like he's standing somewhere else and he looks and she's floating away like they're in the same spot and then just she's just like going it's like, like oh wait the fight's over okay you won okay there she goes bye-bye she's dead now and they just like never find her like what's going on it's somebody pointed out like man it is cold and it's the beach like nobody to quote don henley he famously said this nobody on the road nobody on the beach if there is anybody around there they saw two people yes, were there fighting and then there's yeah. one person yes like you would be caught for that crime so quickly even back then when yeah. you could get away with, i mean like they have some really uh really bold murders i guess in this movie where like it's like how the hell would you get away with that i know even even for a movie involved in organized crime you're like i don't know if this is i don't know if this is really is you're gonna you're gonna get away with this one yeah we were sold a massive bill of goods yes though, on james gandolfini's kid yes. playing tony soprano yeah. Are you kidding me? That it, was a that was that was the most disappointing. That had to be the most disappointing. That was bullshit. Yeah. They he has like two and a half scenes, and his most of it is just him eating a hamburger. Yeah, his character like doesn't really go anywhere. They're just like, yeah, he's kind of a shithead, and that's it. He wants to play football. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We, yeah. Right. We saw Sopranos. Yeah. yeah cool. It's yeah. It, it, that drove me crazy. That's the what's that's what's gonna bug me in the bigger picture long term is that. They really baited and switched you with that, and yeah. this was not a Tony Soprano uh, prequel. It really wasn't, and I still was don't a, know what it was. It was, it was but... a Dickie Multisanti prequel more than anything. My friend put it this way: I thought it was great. He said it was like they had limited licensing of the Sopranos, like they were they were allowed to kind of make a Sopranos movie. Yeah. Because if you were to make a Sopranos movie, there's so much fun stuff you could get into. You could do more stuff with, like, young Christopher. Like, hell, like, I think we'd all rather, like, a Christopher origin story. Mm -hmm. Christopher in his teen years leading up to doing all that stuff. But they kind of went for these, like, added storylines. Like you said, the thing with uh, Giuseppina. Yeah. And then with the, um, with, like, the dueling businesses yeah i just think that they spread themselves too thin yeah. like if you're gonna do that you have to make it a mini series or something you gotta go like four to six episodes dive into them a little bit deeper explore the characters a little bit more but as as it is and as it was made it did not do anything for me tomato fights is friday on listen to brunch patreon.com slash listen to brunch uh that's a podcast where we take two movies with the same Rotten Tomatoes score and discuss which is better. I say we bang out a quick tomato fight right now on this movie. It got a 75, or it has a 75, I should say, meaning it could go toe-to-toe with The Devil Wears Prada, Sleepless in Seattle, and Monster House, among others. I haven't seen Monster House. I haven't House. seen Monster House. but Would for, um, for tomato fights, it's an animated movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen Sleepless in Seattle. I have. I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks, though. Yeah. Famously like his work. Uh, Devil Wears Prada versus... Great movie. Yeah, Devil Wears Prada versus Many Saints in Newark. 
absolute blood bloodbath. Blood yes, bloodier than the actual movie. Yes. many saints of yeah. Newark. It's uh, that, it's shocking that it got a seventy five percent. And I, I mean, I guess maybe not because people love the Sopranos. Again, it goes back to like, hey, people are just happy to have Sopranos back in their lives. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that's one they're gonna want back. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that was that's exactly what an episode of Tomato Fights <laughs> yeah. is like. Thirty seconds and done. Very quick. Sometimes there'll be a guest. You want to check it out? Patreon.com/slash Listen to Brunch. Get Vineyard Nights candles, by the way. It's a limited supply, but fortunately for you, the limited supply exceeds the number of candles that have been purchased. Ooh, which means. There are candles remaining. Congratulations. So thank you very much. It's good to be able to... Not to you, to the listener. Yeah, you still get a chance to get your Vineyard Nights candle. Personally, I feel good because it means that I can offer them for longer. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it's more time that... Listen, I'll vouch. Yeah. I, I like you. I like Vineyard Nights. Boy, but even if I didn't, I would really like these candles. Those things are easy on the nostrils. They really are. They are very easy on the nose. They're easy... They, they give off a they'll give off like a like a warm kind of quality to them. That's right. Light them on fire, fire. get them yes. going. It's a whole thing, but it's easy to do. There's you can look. There's like tutorials online and everything. You just on how to light a candle. Just yeah, just yeah. get them going. Yeah, I'd and say it's pretty easy. Your your the immediate area of the candle will smell fantastic. So you want to check it out at velabox.com slash Vineyard Nights, I believe. But if not, it's velabox.com. You could click around. You go to it, Collaborations. You'll find Vineyard Nights on there. You'll also find the Sunday Scaries candles, I believe, from our friend Will DeFreeze. You can Heck yeah, brother. get all sorts of candles. Do whatever you want. Also, congratulations on the year anniversary of Vineyard Nights. Yeah, I didn't know that until our friend Ryan LaFleur was like, yo, uh, one year for Vineyard Nights, made some celebratory merch. It's in the store. What a sweetheart. I had no idea. So that's there if you want to get any merch. There's also just whatever you want. You can just get stuff. You don't have to get it from us. You don't have to. If Maybe some stuff is even reselling if you want to. Hit the secondary hit market. Hit the secondary market. Get some bootleg Vineyard Nights merch. Whatever Make you your need. Own. Or if you just need like groceries, whatever, head out to the grocery store. <laughs> get what you got. Have yourself uh, a weekend. The other thing we saw is the the guilty mm-hmm. guilty guilty gilly um yes it's thotty. The, thotty. that's exactly how you got it that's yeah exactly it. how she she says it she's gonna be in the mario movie is she no but you sounded more like a <laughs> mario character thotty. yeah then you did the chris and Wick ow, character, ow, 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 ow. Gilly. oh i missed <laughs> that's my favorite one of those <laughs> who says do i miss that wario i don't know Ah. I don't think anybody knows. Who says, here we go? Is that Toad? Here we go. Yeah, I think that's Toad. <laughs> These are questions we'll ask at Brunch Trivia. <laughs> yes. Like, who said, but we'll phrase like that, too. Who says, here we go? Is that Toad? <laughs> Just Again, yes or no questions. questions. <laughs> Again, the question is, who says, here we go? It's Toad, right? Just fill it out. Turn in the card. Simple yes or no will suffice. We got an enthusiastic volunteer, by the way. For the person who wants to be playing, who wants to be turning in answers. Oh, who was it? Uh, I'll, I'll you tell you. You were at liberty to, t- to say? The, it, it's lim- a limited supply. Okay. I can't, I can't tell you. Uh, but 
It would look so great. Okay. They'd just hand us the card, immediately throw it away, occasionally crumple it up, <laughs> chuck it at them as they're walking away. It's such a good idea. We this. could probably do it at Idle Hands. I mean, probably. Idle Hands, Idle Hands welcome is, they said we can come back. That's huge. We got invited to other places, too, after we did Beer I Hansen. saw that. Yeah. We got invited to other places, so I'm very excited about the um, the possibilities of, of where where this could go. I really had fun doing um, Beer Evan Hansen. Yeah, so did I. It's because yeah. you were you got drunk. Yeah, but I think that like just going out into the world and doing a podcast was a nice change of pace. Yeah, man. I would probably get less drunk next, next yeah. time, but uh, I think it's a good idea. Honestly, when people are like, because we live in such a, or we we work in such a weird field that when it's people, if anyone's ever like, hey, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Or like long term, what do you want to be doing and everything? I've really come to find like, I just want to make things. I, yeah. I just want to like, like work on a cool thing with somebody cool. That just want to be I, excited I about like. stuff. Yeah. And I feel like when you get older, I mean, not that I'm like, I don't want to sound like a 75 year old or whatever, but like when you get older, the number of things that excite you and yeah. get you going, you don't want to just like fall. Into they wane. Routine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that like, especially when we, we've, we've been doing this for a long time and I think we've hit certain ruts where we're like, yeah, we're just kind of like going through the motions for a little bit. I, I think that we're starting to, we've said this several times in the past, but like we're hitting stuff that we're really excited about, and I think that's fun. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that it, it can be really easy to do that because, I mean, this this is, a like, legitimately one of my, my favorite parts of my life, and, like, this is my life in a lot of ways, but it's not the only thing right. in our lives. So, depending, I mean, there, there's still, it blows my mind. Like, there, there are some stretches of the last however many years that I'm like, I can't believe I was like regularly doing podcasts during this time. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't speaking on like the, the other, however many days a week, but I also feel the same way about um, my job that it's like, man, like we really, and by we, I mean humans just have to like, if you're doing, if you're doing great, if you're not doing great, the, our society or whatever it's like the the show goes on in so many ways that when yeah. i look back i'm i like laugh at it that i'm like man it's it's how did i it's, make this it's, work? it's crazy yeah. that like yeah the, the people just like motor through stuff when they they'll have other shit going on or whatever but um yeah man i think that the best part of it is just coming up with cool shit and leaning into it which is why like i don't think i've hidden it at all I re- I really really want Tomato Fights to be a, a monster. I want it to be a a big thing. I want people to be excited about it and the pe- and like so far people really are. The feedback's great. Like with the Creek stuff, it was like we were having a lot of fun and everything. And we just kind of forgot yeah. to ask if people were liking it. And they were like you guys are having fun. So that th- we we like that part of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's cool that it is like it is legitimately the first thing in the Patreon where I'm like, damn, should this be on the Patreon? Because I feel like it should I be agree. so good. It can be so good that I want as many ears and stuff on it as possible. So, but it's also so- the first thing that I'm like, wow, we're actually providing like significant value to the Patreon. Oh, yeah. So like, please, please, please. We are very, very excited about tomato fights and we want as many people as possible to hear it. Um, so 
if you haven't listened to the first one yet, please go listen to it with Katie Nolan. It's a great time. And if you decide that you like it, go to patreon.com slash listen to brunch and sign up if you can, because we really, really want you on board for the ride. Yeah. Could not agree more. Love that. Love the excitement. Love tomato fights. Uh, didn't love the guilty. No. But I didn't I didn't hate it either. It was phone booth. I think that it was like a fine straight to Netflix movie um where it wasn't it wasn't bad but it's pretty forgettable and I'll tell you what the most disappointing thing about it is that it stars Jake Gyllenhaal and I feel conflicted about that because I wouldn't have watched it if it didn't star Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. But Jake Gyllenhaal is better than this movie. Yeah. I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. And he was great in this movie. He was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he, with apologies to Colin Farrell, he's given the best performance in a guy is just sitting there on the phone the entire movie. Well, that's um, also, shoot, what's that? I think the movie's called Lock with, um, with Tom Hardy. Uh, and I hated that one. It's just a guy in his car driving uh, the entire time. The entire uh, time. And he's just like doing different phone calls on his speaker and it tells a story that way but it is an episode of entourage but it is that's a literally all the movie is Hmm. it's crazy interesting it's a wild premise but interesting i liked this a lot better than that one yeah this is a guy is a uh 911 operator not 911 is it 911 operator it's some emergency service yeah yeah yeah. and i i was kind of (laughs) like I might have kind of been watching Squid Game while I was watching this at points. Like I, I would just like pause it and just like knock out ten minutes of Squid Game instead. Um, but it's a, it's okay. It's it's fine. Good performance from Jake Gyllenhaal. It's got a good twist. And uh, I don't think it's that big of a twist though. And yeah, like something needed kind of, to happen. Yeah, and it's sort of and that then it's it sort of like postmarked a little bit. Yeah, they. Um, I did wonder. I was like, man. This very easily could have been shot during the pandemic. It was actually. It was. Yeah. So, um, I believe Antoine Fuqua is that how you pronounce his last name? I'm not sure. Uh, he's the guy who did Training Day. He directed this movie. Um, he directed. Oh this, yeah, yeah, yes. He directed this movie completely. Um, from within a van, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. If you go to like Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram, I saw a picture that he posted, and it was like Anton Fuqua. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that name wrong, but he was like inside this crazy souped up van that has like um, like a big monitor and like a microphone set up and stuff. And he directed the entire thing, like basically isolated. That's sick. And yeah, I mean, Jillen Hall's setup is basically he's just sitting in a room. There's a person in the background out of focus. And as I was watching it, I was like. That person might not, doesn't even that person might not even be there. They could just be adding that person in post. That's true. They speak a few times, but let's, let's look up the budget for. Oh, uh, it had to be the guilty. very small. Let's see, the guilty, guilty. Because listen, you only had like two rooms that they shot in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume like ninety percent of the budget was spent on Jake Gyllenhaal. Correct. And then the other. They actually did have. Phones. They did have big names who did voice only roles. Ah. I don't know if you knew that. Um, really? Yeah. Let me see. Voices. We got. Oh, Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. Oh, that was Henry? Damn. Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. Yes. Yeah. Paul Dano. 
I definitely heard Bill Burr. Yes, that was so jarring. That well, was, was so like, unnecessary. Hey, buddy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. Go fuck yourself. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, that's Bill you, Burr. You, it, it's crazy. People got to stop putting in pe- – people got to stop putting Bill Burr into things that are supposed to be immersive Yeah, because he is so identifiable and, like, abrasive yeah. in the way that he talks – like he's in the Mandalorian. I think that right. I told you this like a week ago and you're like, "What? Really?" Yeah, and he basically just he's... plays like a Bostonian in this show about people in space. So that I could do. That I could do. Paul Dano. It's funny and like he's good in it, but it's just so weird to think about, "Hey, like a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away, hey, there's this mass hole who just ended up on this planet." I'm not seeing a budget on The Guilty. 2020 there's a lot of films called the guilty by the way there's one made just in 2018 crazy yeah though i've seen the, the budget for the one in 2018 um well at any rate it wasn't that good a movie you can check it out it's a i, I like the way you described it which is it's a fine straight to netflix type of thing watch it there but more than that man watch squid game squid game is maybe the best piece of TV that I have watched this entire year. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit? I have not. Uh, Squid Game, how deep are you? Uh, have you finished yet? What are your thoughts? Uh, I am six episodes deep, so I've got three to go. So you have finished the Marble episode. I finished the Marble episode. Tough one. Without spoilers. Lost I don't want to spoil. So this is how you know I really, really like Squid Game, and I really, really want you, the listener, to watch it if you are if you might be interested and you haven't yet. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. I really, really don't want to spoil when this it drop, for you. This dropped, when this dropped, this dropped September 17th, 2021. So it's only a couple weeks old. It's obviously picked up a ton of steam. Yeah. Everybody's watching it. Everybody's talking about it. Highly recommend. Big two thumbs up for me. But the uh, there is an episode that is like the most heartbreaking and devastating episode of TV that I have seen in a long time. Have I? So I haven't seen it yet. No, you have. It was the last one. Yes. Let me tell you, I was heartbroken and devastated yes. by some things that happened in that, and I knew the setup when they had a choice to make at the beginning of that game. Mm-hmm. Did you see that coming? I had an idea that it would be coming, yeah. Yes. Because everything had been... Everything goes against what they think is going to happen or what has happened so far. And, like, the entire purpose is fucked up. So, like... Right. The entire premise, I should say, is fucked up. So, like, to think that... They're not... You're kind of always thinking, like, how are they going to fuck with these people? Exactly. So, sad stuff, that episode. R.I.P. to people that were lost in that episode yeah that's a spoiler for you there's some rips that happen in this show there are some some several rips dude i can the show i know that you still you technically haven't seen would you rather but this is like the exact premise of would you rather get a bunch of people who really need money and yeah it's true make them play games that if you lose it ends up not being so great for your status life. as uh, <laughs> a living person. Yes. person. It can be affected there. 
But it's also you were right. You said you were like it's got like saw. It's yeah. Got... It's like saw meets Hunger Games. I think is the way that I yeah. put it. And it there's does... some escape room to it. Some escape room for sure. Some um, some like um, hostile. Some uh uh what else we what else did I say? Uh, uh Black Mirror. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of weird elements. And uh, are you watching it with the subtitles? Or are you watching with the dubs? Both. Really. Oh yeah, that's just how it automatically did it for me. Oh really? What do people do? I watched it with just the subtitles. I watched it in Korean um, because oh. I can't do the dubs. It's it's way too distracting for me. The voice act, I- I'm taken with how good the voice actors are. Really? Yes, okay. they're great. Okay, yeah, I just watched it in Korean with the subtitles. I thought that was totally fine. So if you, I guess if like if the dubs are good, I know a lot of people can't get past subtitles, yeah. which is a bummer. Um, so if this yeah, if the dubs are good then um yeah. then try it with that. Yeah, I mean the the voice actor whoever is um player 212 the I don't know the numbers. She's the they call her grandma at one point. She doesn't like that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She's like the she has sex with the gangster guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've spoiled it. <laughs> Fuck. That's not that important. No, it's not. Um, and she could have that could have happened before the show even started. You guys don't know that life is long. True. Um but her voice actor is like great because like you really gotta you really gotta get in there to be that character. Yes. So it's a it's an awesome show. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the uh, the ending with you. I know you cool. haven't gotten there. We'll save it for next week. But I I am excited to talk about the ending. I'll get you out on this, Peter. Haven't we been doing the ba da ba ba ba? I'm loving a thing a little long. That dawned on me the other day. How the fuck is that campaign? How the, how is that still part of the McDonald's universe? That seemed like it was going to be a fleeting one month thing when it first. I remember when it first came along, and now it's like thirty years later. Do you remember the uh, the 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 slogan before that one? Oh, uh, no. But if I hadn't thought about it in a while, and I'm surprised that I just remembered it on the spot. But I I do, I think that I got it right. Um. It's in there. Is that Prego? <laughs> yes. Um, when you're here, you're family. Yes. Um, That's Wilmons, famously. It's famously. There's some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's McDonald's. Yes. What is it? Uh, every kiss begins with K. That's right. No, it's um. we love to see you smile. Yes. Yeah. So maybe it's because we love to see you smile didn't last that long that I kind of treated. I, I did it. I, I thought that I grew up with we love to see you smile. Let's see. McDonald's. And I thought that one was a banger. We love Ma- to see. I think that is. So 2001. Like ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Just seems so lazy for like a slogan for this yeah. like gigantic company. That and it's can been af- going on for yeah. so. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think enough attention is paid to how stupid and lazy of a slogan that is. I mean, let's see. Ba da ba ba. I'm loving. How long has this been going on? I mean, it's got to be since I was in like middle school or elementary school. Do you remember who star who sang the first ba da ba ba? I'm loving it. No. I'll have to check if this is true. I think it I remember Justin Timberlake. I, that's the name that was in my head. Yeah. 
Let's see. If I had to make one guess, if you forced me to make a guess, I would have said Justin Timberlake. Here we go. Contentious Tale of McDonald's I'm Loving It jingle. This is Pitchfork, so they're going to be off on some of this. Uh, in 2003, Justin Timberlake helped launch an ambitious new McDonald's marketing campaign tied around the slogan, I'm Loving It. The advertising blitz marked, surprisingly, the first time the venerable fast food company had ever used a single message and set of commercials worldwide at the same time. Over the past 13... This is written in... 2003 maybe that's why it's so like simple and quote-unquote lazy is because it's like appealing to a real global audience yes and just like being very basic i guess yeah it's the na 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 yeah well congrats to uh to justin timberlake on one successful venture because the facebook oh boy bad week Tough. McDonald's spent $1.37 billion on advertising the year of I'm Loving It. So they to get I'm Loving It off the ground, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, that one? Yeah. $1.37 billion. I am stunned, though, that there's nobody has said, like, all right, can we get a new one? Like, it's not that good. Yeah. But... I mean, it's appealed to a global audience. You got to do a lot of work to relaunch something... Yeah, they, they they got bigger fish to fry. I mean, they're getting into like huge deals with uh, what's my guy's name, uh, Jay Balvin. Yes, yeah. They're doing all these meals, and now Burger King. You see, Burger King's doing a Nelly meal, <laughs> right on time. They're doing <laughs> fucking Burger King. Jesus, uh, they're doing uh, a Nelly meal, but it's only using real ingredients. So it's called. Uh, let's see. Let's see if this is the first thing that comes up when I google burger king uh speaking of oh, nope the first thing is burger king begins campaign to counter cyberbullying against 11 year olds that uh, is again right on time specific burger king, <laughs> burger king. um burger king nelly meal burger king's keep is it, it real meals. is it because 11 year olds are the only people dumb enough to eat burger king and they're getting bullied by people with taste in fairness 11 year olds and dj bean and <laughs> both getting lampooned <laughs> by people with taste nelly selections aka the cornell haynes jr meal because they're being real oh okay that's not as so oh that's uh... speaking of money by the way uh in large sums of money yeah. did the did the uh the one um go up did like the like that? I don't know. No, like the wand. Did that confuse you? Because like when I was watching Squid Game and they were talking about wands and they were like obviously massive, massive numbers that we're talking about here. Yeah. I was it was it was confusing and I didn't look it up, but uh, I was wondering just like how much money are we really talking about here? Oh yeah, I looked it up. I mean, when you are when you're living in the Ethereum world, true. Uh, you're the conversion random, rate. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just checking conversion rates and. I immediately did the second he won four point one million dollar four point one million won. How much like, is that? I've already forgotten. Okay, but the, the people that were in debt, I think, were generally in. I think they were in like two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus of like like two hundred fifty thousand won, like dollars. But oh, I, okay. I, I, I remember looking okay. it up, okay. and I think let's let's see, uh, won. To USD. So when he won uh, 4.1 million won, he won $3,451. That's it? So like, holy. Not, yeah. 
that kind of changes the perspective a little bit because I thought this was like, oh, well, we're going to get super rich. It's not not really. It's kind of just like enough to pay off uh, your debts. And that's yeah, it. it's not generational. Yeah. So I think that when they were, let's see. Uh, oh, I don't even know if they were. Weren't they saying? Oh, yeah, they were. They were like, you owe, uh, you owe like 150 million won to um like bookies yeah. and then two like an additional 250 to creditors so i looked that up so i said what is 400 million uh, sorry 400 one two three one two three 400 million won is three hundred thirty six thousand dollars that okay. is it's a lot of money especially when you're dealing with like I mean that that's a lot to owe to a bank. Yes, right. But when you're dealing you know, like with... a, a a singular bookie. Yes. Yikes. So, uh, Squid Game is a really thrilling thing. If you, you check it out, 